inadequate support for folks who are intersex, disproportionate violence suffered by the trans community, discrimination in blood and organ donation. And yes, we're working on it, but I'm upset too that it's not there yet. You know who that is, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. But here's the context. He was speaking at a gala in May 2018. He was being awarded the Leadership Prize by EGAL Canada, an association for LGBTQ and two-spirited people. They honoured him for championing equality, getting rid of discrimination against transgender people, and for making an apology in the House of Commons for how the civil service and the Canadian military treated gay employees dating back to the 1950s. You'll have heard Trudeau's speech mention blood donation, and that was one of his 2015 campaign promises when he got elected the first time. He vowed he would get rid of the blood ban. So what is the blood ban? It's a long-standing policy at the Canadian Blood Services and their counterpart in Quebec. It bans men who have sex with men from donating blood unless they can prove they've been celibate for months. It used to be years. There's been tons of pressure on Trudeau to lift the ban, including pressure from Canada's Jewish community. You know, as soon as I I entered into a same-sex relationship, I discovered that my blood was no longer wanted. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Wednesday, June 22nd, 2021. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. When the AIDS crisis hit in the mid-1980s, the Red Cross was in charge of blood donations in Canada, and they felt it was too risky to let gay men donate blood. So gay men got lifetime bans, especially after Canada's blood system infected more than 2,000 people with HIV and Hep C. The Red Cross wasn't allowed to handle the blood donation service anymore, and two new agencies were set up, sort of at arm's length from Health Canada, Canadian Blood Services and EMA Quebec. But activists have been saying for years that since then, treatment and prevention for AIDS has improved, and testing has too. So the waiting period before gay men could give blood was changed three times. First it was five years, then down to one full year of celibacy. And then in 2019, it was cut back to just three months without having sex with a man, which is where it sits now. Coming up, we'll hear from a Victoria, B.C. man who's been sending tweets to Justin Trudeau for six years to remind him to keep his promise. But first, here's what's making news in Canada right now. Canadian university campuses continue to be flashpoints for conflict over the Israel-Palestinian issue. The first case comes from London, Ontario, where the city's still coming to terms with the hate crime that killed a Muslim family of four earlier this month. But on the day before that attack, the University of Western Ontario's Muslim Students Association posted on social media that it wants all pro-Zionist narrative banned from the campus. The series of posts was a response to the hostilities between Israel and Hamas in May. The club wants Western to boycott Israeli companies and academics who deal with the West Bank or support the Israel Defense Forces. They also want anything Zionist banned from campus because it makes Palestinian students feel threatened. The statement goes on to say they condemn both Islamophobia and anti-Semitism. There are 3,000 Jewish students at Western, and according to a spokesman for Hillel there, quote, this level of toxicity and marginalization is unacceptable, unquote. Scott Goldstein of Hillel says they've conveyed their serious concerns both to the student council leadership and the university administration. And last week, they met directly with the president, Alan Shepard, to discuss the alarming rise in anti-Semitism directed at Jewish students in Ontario 
and what steps the university might take to support Jewish students. Meanwhile, in Toronto at York University, things are a little different. There, both the Muslim Law Students Association and the Jewish Law Students Association have agreed to hold an ongoing dialogue to discuss the Middle East. Both have signed a statement together with their law school administrators so this dialogue can take place and allow both sides to feel safe. York has had a history of anti-Israel resolutions and even violence at student council meetings when anti-Israel motions were being debated. You may not have seen the announcement Monday that Canadian Blood Services quietly posted on its website, but it came out just in time for Pride Week. Even though they're still worried about the risk of contaminating Canada's blood supply because their data says gay men account for 40% of HIV cases, but the agency now says it will send a report to Ottawa by the end of this year urging that Health Canada let them scrap the blood ban. They want to replace it with questions that ask all donors about risky sexual behavior. So it's no longer just singling out men who have sex with men. Joining me now with his reaction to the news is Moshe Appel, the Victoria man who sent Trudeau a thousand tweets in the past six years to keep his promise. So how big a deal is this news that there might be changes now after so many years to the blood ban? It's a huge deal for me. And of course, it's a huge deal for I don't even know how many, uh, you know, gay and bisexual um, men across Canada who have been denied the, the right, and it is basically a right, in my opinion, to, uh, to participate in blood donation, which is so essential for uh, so many reasons uh, to all of Canada. They're going to make a report recommending that it's lifted and had the report in at the end of the year. Um, it, it was a bit of a disappointment for me only because it was something that, that should have been done Gosh, back in 2015, when it was originally promised by the incoming Liberal government, it, it really is something that could have been done or could continue to be done uh, with a simple order in council, something that the health minister or the, the prime minister could send over to Canada Blood Services in Quebec. Uh, the, the British government, or Prime Minister Boris Johnson, uh, is doing that. Uh, the, the incoming government in Israel, the health minister announced that that's something that that's a priority to them. So why did it take Canada? six years to get to where the United Kingdom and Israel could do it practically overnight. Now, you are a member and, a, you know, an activist in the Conservative Party. So we just have to have that for disclosure. But, you know, what do you think was the reason why it took so much lobbying and so long? I think there was some question about the feasibility of it. Um, I don't know the logistics for it, but Frankly, it really comes down to a, a changing of a question is really what it is. It's been 30 to 40 years since the AIDS crisis uh, in the 80s. Uh, we've come such a long way. Blood is tested for countless diseases. Uh, we, we really understand the nature of, of how HIV AIDS operates. So they can't fall back to, well, you know, it, it's a matter of risk. Um, I, I, I can't even begin to uh, to understand why it took them, you know, quite so long. I'm just happy that, that it's something that, that looks like it, it's going to be done. Tell me about your campaign on social media to keep this in the prime minister's uh, wheelhouse. When the, uh, when the liberal government got elected in 2015, uh, I didn't personally, but the uh, the gay community donated a lot of money to the Liberal Party um, and volunteered a lot of time and obviously gave their votes. A lot of progressive uh, Canadians who had previously voted for the NDP or other parties uh, chose to, to vote for the Liberals based, I would think, uh, strongly on the fact that they had uh, 
promised to uh, eliminate the uh, the blood ban. And when it kind of became clear that, that he was waffling on it, I said, you know what, every single day for the next however long it takes, I'm going to remind him, hey, this is something that you promised to do. Let's get it done. And, and a few months turned into, you know, a few years. And then the 2019 election happened and it still wasn't done. And he said, this time for sure, fingers crossed. And I still kept uh, sending it. And I think it all said over the course of six years every day, it was at least a thousand uh, tweets that I sent to the Liberal Party. And it was basically the same thing. Um, and I, I started adding graphics to it, uh, just reminding people that, uh, this is something that uh, that is at its very core, very homophobic. Do you think that your tweets and your campaign uh, had a little say or help in, in moving the for- moving the needle forward a little bit? And needle, I don't mean it in a pun way, but <laughs> I, I honestly don't think that that Prime Minister Trudeau or, or Minister Haju even paid any attention to them. But what it did do was it raised awareness. People liked it. People retweeted it. I received a lot of responses from people who said, thank you for doing this. Um, thank you for raising this issue. A lot of people said, I, I didn't even know that this was a thing. Like, how, how can we be, what is it now, 16 years since uh, marriage equality uh, came to Canada? Gay men can, can adopt children, they can serve in the military, they can get married, but they can't donate blood, something that thousands or perhaps millions of Canadians can do. And it's based entirely on the fact that this is what what they choose to, to do in, in terms of having a partner who is uh, who is a member of the same sex. Is there a Jewish impact or Jewish influence or uh, anything to do with, you know, why this is a Jewish issue for you? Um, it, it's not necessarily something that that has a Jewish role. I mean, obviously, being a Jewish person, tzedakah and charity is very important to us. We give of our money. We give of our time. I have it in myself. I mean, not, not to borrow the, the, the former slogan of the Canada Blood Services, but it's in me to give. And I want to be able to give it. And I know that many gay Canadians, Jewish or not, um, want to, uh, to avail themselves of the service. And they, they're not allowed to um, because of, of this, uh, this obstacle. And I'm looking forward to that change. In the States, they've reduced their ban from a full year to three months when the country was in the thick of the first wave of COVID last April and was literally running out of blood. Now they're studying whether to eliminate the three-month ban too. Canadian Blood Services does say that gay, trans and bisexual men can donate stem cells and by this fall, they may soon be able to donate plasma. The Center for Israel and Jewish Affairs, or CJA, has been closely involved in the blood ban issue. They joined the All Blood is Equal Coalition and sent petitions and over 10,000 emails to the Liberals about it. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia, integrity, community, quality and customer care. And today's listener shout-out goes to Michael Davis of Toronto. He says he likes the CJN Daily because the episodes are short. On tomorrow's episode, graduation ceremonies from Canada's Jewish high schools had a whole different feel this year. Grade 12 students from Toronto's Tannenbaum Chat and from Vancouver's King David High School will talk about what it's like being the COVID class of 2021. I think it's it's been really hard um, for a lot of different reasons. I mean, it's like socially, it's difficult. Like it's hard to stay friends with all these people when you're not 
in their cohort or when you're fully online, you can't even see them. And there's also a lot of like activities that people like to do. Like I love like music and like theater and all these things. And I couldn't do any of that this year. And it was like, so, so hard for me not being able to do all those things that I love to do. 